five, four, three, two, let's do it. What it do, Pikachu? We're side quest enthusiasts, the gaming podcast about the quests we play to be who we are. I'm your host, Kyle V. Hiller, but you can call me Dr. Chillgood out here in these stages. And on this episode, I'm joined by the pioneering, the ambitious, the courageous, the one and the only Davion Gooden. Questies of the Land of Enthusiasts, give it up for Davion Gooden. Oh, you're too kind. Far too kind. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Like, like I said earlier, like we're all like pretty shitty right now, but you know. One day at a time. Yeah, man. Um, it's it's wild because it's like it's been a good way to just like slow down in a sucky way. Like it sucks. Yeah. This whole thing sucks, but like it's been just a good year to do what it is that you do, especially if you have the time afforded to you. So I don't know how that's impacted you, but before we get into that. Why don't you uh, let the people know who you are and what you do? Well, yeah, uh, I'm Davion. Uh, apparently, I make video games. Uh, <laughs> one, one of them being called She Dreams Elsewhere, which I've been developing uh, mostly solo for the past five years too long. Uh, I don't really know why I did that, but but here we are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, also a filmmaker and photographer based in Cleveland. Uh, another bad idea that I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I like making weird shit, so I'm chilling. So, do you not recommend the filmmaking part or the Cleveland part? All of it. They're just all, all like bad ideas, <laughs> like decisions. Okay. All right. I mean, so as someone myself, as I have, I did film, I went to school for film and I worked in film for like five years or whatever. Nice. How, okay. You know what? I don't even want to get into that. Hold on. Let's, let's <laughs> slow down. I have a lot of questions here and I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so, first of all, uh side quest enthusiasts here what we do we do a segment called taking it back to level one and here you know i've dug through the interwebs sort of kind of here in the situation to find one of the first things you put out in the world and we're going to talk about what was going through your mind focusing especially on the what and the why because it's important that we remember where we came from and also give a little insight to the process to any of the listeners who might be thinking about embarking on their own quest like yours so are you ready to know what it is that I dug up? From oh, you? God. Get it over with. Just rip off the Band-Aid. <laughs> I like to make it sound a lot worse than what it actually is, but it's actually, <laughs> you know, pretty chill. Um, so I replayed She Dreams Elsewhere again uh, this week, and I was like, what's the first line of this game? Do you know what the first line is? I do not remember off the top of my head, even though I wrote the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair, fair. Um, the first line is, you are lost, child. So very, very lost. Mm. And in context, that just seems like a regular quote in a video game. Like, what are you doing? You're caught up in the lost woods in Zelda. You just lost. But given the rest of the demo, there's a whole lot of weight to that. Do you remember what it was like putting in... Maybe not necessarily this line of dialogue, but any sort of dialogue or events or whatever in RPG Maker when you were first making this. Assuming you were making this in RPG Maker at first. Yeah, it's just one of those things where 
uh well first i usually like write like either like in a script like editor or like um like by hand um mm-hmm. and then before and then once once that's done like, get that that uh like little like shitty like scratch draft out of the way um then it goes into rpg maker uh and it's usually pretty bad i'm usually just like hey i'm probably gonna rewrite this down the line um right. it wasn't always like that like you know back when i first started making games it would just be like you know I would just be like coming up with stuff like off the dome as I was making it. It would never change it because I was just a little dumbass piece of shit. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, nowadays writing is rewriting. Right. So what's your process like? Because something I know that I hope is in my future. I would love to just write video games. I, I spent a lot of time with RPG Maker. I spent a little time with uh, Unity, but I don't know that game development itself is for me. Or maybe it is, and I don't know yet, but like, how are you breaking down these different scenes and things like that? Because I don't think there's really any conventional way to write a video game. At least not, no, not that I've learned. Not at all. So like, how, what is that like? What, like, how do you sit down and start thinking about scenes and how that's tied into the events or the battle system and things like that? Like, how, how do you do it? Because it's amazing that anybody can write a video game to me. Yeah, I don't see it's a miracle that like any words like are written down. Um, yeah, I don't. It's games are like super weird because like you know, like coming from the film side, it's like it's easy. Well, it's not easy, but like it's a lot easier. To just kind of like that structure, like it's like a film script. Uh, like I don't have to like think about like oh like how is it going to affect the gameplay? Like how can I tell the story through like gameplay? Like all that stuff. Like it's it's like a film script is like pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, game scripts, especially with this one, it's just like kind of all over the place um but usually i like i don't think of like gameplay and like story as like two separate things like i try to like um like always like synchronize them as much as possible um Mm -hmm. so i usually i start out with like the like kind of like a wide bright open like brainstorming session like hey like here's like a theme of like what i'm trying to say or like just kind of do or like here's like a cool situation that would like be fun to play through um so i start from there i also thought i start from like where Thalia herself was coming from, um, mm-hmm. because everything in the game is like all like just revolving around like her mental state. Uh, so even like before that whole like brainstorming session comes up, it's always like the first question is like, where is Thalia right now? Like, what is she going through? Um, what does she need to learn right now? And how can we make her learn that in like the worst possible way? Um, and then from there, it's just like a lot of staring at the wall, staring at blank screens, not getting anything done. <laughs> okay. Uh, until something eventually uh, comes up. Uh, usually it's pretty shitty, but at least it's something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 important to just get something down, and it'll evolve into whatever it's supposed to be. Where are you drawing your inspiration from um, as a writer and also as a game developer? Um, pretty much literally anything and everything. Um, okay. Like, I get, like, a question of, like, you know, like, what games, like, inspire you? Um but, you know, I, you know, like the surface level stuff is like very obvious, like, you know, Earthbound, Persona, Final Fantasy, Life of Strange, like all that type of stuff. Um, but beyond like those like foundational like inspirations, like I really don't like look to games or even like other, like, like I don't really look to like other games like that much. Um, usually my real stuff, it comes from like real life experiences and just people I know, like lines off the street, um, fried ass situations I've gotten myself into uh college that was a good time but yeah it's (laughs) i think real life is like the i think it's like really like the best way to like just kind of um 
just kind of like capture that inspiration. Um, it just kind of it grounds it like that much more, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So then, tell us about she dreams elsewhere. What's the story? What's the gameplay? Like, what, 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 what is it? Yeah. So basically, you're playing as Stalia Sullivan, and you are in a coma. You gotta find out how you got in a coma. Find a way to wake up. Confront your own inner nightmares, and just have like this horrible trippy experience the entire way. Um, yeah, it's a surreal adventure RPG. Uh, like I said, very uh, inspired by like Earthbound and Persona, like all those like other RPG classics, uh, with a healthy dose of weird surreal bullshit that I just love. And that's dope because I think what's what's so special about this too. I think um, I'm really feeling like it's drawing. Uh, it's giving me vibes of like Silent Hill Two and Undertale and Earthbound, like we said. Um, a little bit Life is Strange as well, but it's one of the first games like this, if not the first game that I've played that has characters who look and sound like me, mm. um, you know, you know, thinking about representation like that and just like what makes the experience from a black person or, you know, a black or brown person in a game like this, how is that different from those other games like Undertale or Mother 2? Do you feel like there's anything that's missing from their stories that is in yours? Um... I wouldn't say like missing like Undertale and like all those like other stories like they're they're trying to like do their own thing which is dope um but for me I did like at first I didn't think about it too much but like over time I realized like hey it's like it's nice to like actually like to see me and the homies like like in a game like it's like we never like I never see that in like any like other like game out there and um I don't know like it I just want to make a weird game for the weird niggas like me like just pretty <laughs> that's to keep it pretty simple yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean and that's real because i feel like that's just not something that is normal that's not something mm. you see at all you gotta have to go digging to find yeah. games with people like us and that sucks so like when you were first making this or deciding to make this what was that like what was happening in your life what was the one thing that really pushed you to be like hey you know what i want to do this thing I'm going to download RPG Maker MV and I'm doing it. Hmm. What was happening five years ago? Um, so at that point, that was like senior year of high school. Um, and at that point, I've been like making games since like fifth grade. Um, so I was like yeah. very comfortable with like RPG Maker. And I was like already going through like uh, like different like prototypes and ideas that like never really stuck. Like it was like mm-hmm. this cycle of like wor- me like working on one thing, uh, have, super excited to start. Uh, a few weeks later it's like oh you know this game is like cool and all but like i got this other idea let me let me go put this other game on hiatus right quick let me go flirt around with this new idea and it was just like a cycle of that throughout like all of high school um until i got the she dreams and um i don't know i just love like dreams like a lot um and i think they can like really just reflect like what you're going through um so i don't know the concept of that like just really stuck with me um and i almost did drop it it almost like went through that cycle again but there was like something in me. I was just like, this is like, like this is too good of a concept to like just you know drop like that. Um, See, so yeah, I just kind of like stuck with it, and especially like when I uh, like switched the art style. That's when I was like really like, okay, like there's like there's something here. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be good. I'm not sure. I don't really care like who plays it or how many play it. But I know that there's something here, and I want to like just finish it for the sake of like me like. Um, just like me finishing it. I want to see the I want to see it to the end. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, what keeps you motivated? Because I know you were on Xbox's uh, stream last week. I think it was yep. as of this recording on February twentieth. Um, it's a good time. Yeah, and it was a good stream too. Um, I was lurking in the chat and like, what is as you know. I'm pretty sure there were probably points in, in this project where you were thinking, oh, it's going to come out this year, and then it got pushed back, and then uh, this year, and then pushed back. <laughs> like, I thought what's... this game was going to take five months, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, like, how do you maintain that energy, um, especially when, like, something big, like being featured on Xbox's uh, Twitch stream um, and having them play through it and get them to talk about it? Those moments are dope. But what do you do when those moments are, you know, they probably don't come nearly as often, especially since we don't really have cons anymore at this point. Like what? R.I.P. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hopefully we can bring them back. But um, yeah, like what's, how do you stay motivated? Because it's hard to do a personal project like mm. this. Yeah, it's, it, it can be like pretty tough sometimes, but it's, I think first and foremost, like I just, like being creative in like any format is just, like the best way for me, for me personally to express myself. Um, so just like being like having like that self um, fulfillment, uh, that's always been like really important to me. Um, and also just like loving the project. I love the artwork, especially. Um, and just seeing like all of that, um, you know, it, it keeps me going. It's like, it's that feeling of like, I can't wait. It's like, it sucks right now, but like, I can't wait for people to like finally experience this um, because it kind of slaps. Um, or at least I hope it does. Um but yeah, beyond that, just like it slaps y'all. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, but yeah, beyond that, like just friends too. Like I just, you know, they're always like having me up, even though they hype me up a little bit too much. Um, but it's dope. I like having that support. Um, yeah, and also a bit of spite too. That helps. I mean, with that in mind, having that support, I guess it's got to be important because you're only you're the only one in your in in, in your studio, Studio Severe. So why do this independently? Like, is there, are there things that it's holding you back or, you know, do you feel like you just kind of wanted to take control in this in a certain way? Um, what's sort of your decision behind, behind that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I've always just been like a very like DIY, like independent type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and with games, especially like, I love being able to do that, even though I don't want to like do like another like solo dev project again i do like i really enjoy like um like with filmmaking it's like i love it but you have to like you know deal with like actors and crew and like you know like all like the logistical challenges of like getting like even like a single scene like shot um versus like you know right now if i could just like write a scene and put it in the game within like the next like few hours and like i can just do that right and um so yeah, especially at that point, like when I started development, I was like coming off of um, like the first like quote unquote uh, official like uh, like feature film that I did, which we don't talk about because it was terrible. Um, okay. <laughs> and with that whole experience, it was just like, oh man, these actors, like, like the like I still love them, like, but it's one of them. They were just like such a diva the entire time. And it was <laughs> oh, I've been there. It was so hard to deal with, and I was like, I, I'm I'm cool right now. Let me get a break. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What's all right, so let's let's dwell on that for a second. What are how would you compare for yourself for filmmaking with with game development, game making? Um what are some of the pros and cons of the two and how do they relate and how are they totally different? Um, that's a good question. 
uh, with games, at least in my weird ass situation, um, you know, I can just like wake up whenever, like whatever time of day I want, especially nowadays with, uh, you know, everything. Um, and just, you know, roll out of bed, you know, work, just do whatever I want. Like just make whatever like weird shit that comes to mind and also whatever I got planned. Um, you know, versus like I was saying with film, it's just like, um, it's such like a, like curriculum, like effort to like get, get like anything going in that. Um, mm-hmm. And I also find that the process in film, uh, it can be like a little bit like, not slower, but like when you're dealing with like uh, more people, bigger budgets, you know, more like executives, it's, it can be like very, uh, like a bureaucratic process. Uh, and, I, and I feel like a lot of that kind of like brings me down. Like I, I want to stay focused on the creative aspect. Um, right. But I also love films because, you know, as as much of an uh, anxious antisocial motherfucker that I am, uh, I do love collaborating with people, especially like in person. Um, and I love the variety in films where like, you know, every day, like you're doing like something different uh, versus with games. Which I, I, I realized this during this entire year. I hate staring at screens and I've been staring at screens all day <laughs> just because like, how else am I going to make this game? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just. Yeah, I like the variety and just the people in films, the ones that are good. Um, mm-hmm. But of games, I do like just the freedom. So thinking about like game development and stuff like that, are there any other black and brown game developers that really inspired you to actually do it? Because I feel like for me, it was one of those things where I needed to see more people like me doing podcasts and things like that before mm-hmm. I decided, hey, okay, this space can be for me. Um, is that something that you kind of went through or did you just say, fuck it, I'm just going to make it. I really don't need anybody to give me permission to do it. Um, it was a bit of both, but there's someone specifically. Um, so here in Cleveland, we have a group called the Cleveland Game Devs. Um, yeah. And one of the organizers is the homie, uh, Jared Huntley. Um, and I joined that group like way back in like 2013, I want to say. Um, and like Jared, like he's just this like, you know, you come up to him, he's like the like, most like friendliest dude you ever meet. Uh, like, uh, has like amazing dreads. Like, just such like a dope, like just show like dude. Um, right. And this dude is like out here, like writing like books on game devs, like doing GDC talks, working on like this dope ass like art game. Now he's like working on a game that was like announced like at the Game Awards. Like, it's just like, like he's just doing all this shit. And it was just so dope to like just see, um, you know, this dude who, like who looks like me just doing his thing and like just being like hello like humble and supportive to like other devs about it. And I don't know, it was, it was good seeing that feeling. So shout out Jared, still the homie. No, that's awesome because I feel like it's so important to have that support system and to have that glue, like that person mm. that's just kind of keeping all that together. Um, mm. Anything else people need to know about She Dreams Elsewhere before we take a break and pivot to the rest of the show? Oh God, uh, it's coming one of these days. I promise. I swear. <laughs> Uh, it'll be out PC, Mac, Xbox, um, Nintendo Switch. Uh, more announcements in the future. Uh, but fuck, I'm so tired, man. I just want to get this game out the door. I'm trying, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, cool. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it here. She Dreams Elsewhere is coming at some point soon. Uh, can't wait to play that, but the demo is available. Go ahead and check that out on Steam and wishlist it now. Uh, we're going to take if a If you want, it's break. a free country. It's, it's a free country, and it's also a free download for the demo. True. So, with that in mind, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do our speed run and also find out uh, what Davion's rare candy might be. So, 
BRB, y'all. with Davion Gooden and it's time to talk about some rare candy y'all um you already know what it is uh on this segment we uh are gonna see with uh Davion as he stumbled across a rare candy his inner Pokemon is about to evolve and it only needs one more level to do so so if he takes this rare candy it's time to evolve your inner trainer's like yo it's time to go so with that in mind this rare candy is in your hand. It's, it's pulled up on, on the menu. You're going to evolve. What is the next level for Davion? Oh, God. So many options, so many choices. The future <laughs> is so bright. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to I keep making weird creative shit, but also I want to um, like expand my skill set like, and just expand like my artistic uh, abilities, I guess. Like in... So I also did theater back in the day too, and one of our, um, I don't know, like lines or just like uh, mission statements, uh, it was like meet people where they are and then uh, inspire them to like travel like uh, past that point. And I want to like just keep doing that, just like keep like growing, keep like taking more risk, um, keep experimenting in like different mediums. Like I do want to like go back to film and TV after this game, uh, maybe make another game after this, maybe do something in like the music realm because i love music i just don't know how to make it so that's kind of awkward um <laughs> but yeah i just i want to keep making weird stuff and also empower uh, others to make their own weird stuff too so yeah that's me go yeah. all right cool dope um so let's imagine also bonus question here you learned a new move but now you have to get rid of one mm. in the game of life what move do you want to quote unquote forget? Damn, that's a toughie. So, like, just in life in general, or like just skills, or just it could be skills, it could be thoughts, it could be habits, mm. it can be ideas, aspirations that you don't fuck with anymore. Mm. I whatever comes to mind. I want to. I want to stop like waiting to um what's the what's the best way i can phrase this i want to i want to make stuff faster right like i like i still want to have like that time to like experiment and brainstorm and just you know go wild with my ideas but i want to like do that with like um smaller scopes smaller timelines uh and just i want to like just make make more stuff but in a more like efficient way because i also tend to procrastinate a lot which is like really bad um right <laughs> so yeah just to get better at like time in general like um there was a quote about like chadwick boseman or i feel i, I don't i totally am fucking up his last name but um r.i.p first of all uh, but there was a quote um that one of the uh actresses that he worked with said and it was something about like he would like uh he would take his time but he wouldn't waste his time all right and i want to just you know embody that a lot more um so yeah drop procrastination be more efficient and hopefully something comes from that. Yeah. No, I feel that. I think 
that's kind of been on my deck too. I feel like I procrastinate when I feel like I kind of need to, mm. and that's cool. But at the same time, it's like I want to make sure that I'm rested. I don't want to overwork myself. I did that before. I never got anywhere because of it. Trying to move mm. fast didn't get me anywhere. When I slowed down, I actually ended up being faster and more efficient, mm. which is weird. And it doesn't make any sense. So I really like that idea of just like taking your time and not wasting your time. Yeah, I feel um, like we're in like a culture that's like always about like grind all the time and like just always be like working and striving. It's like, no, dude, like I want to just like chill out for a little bit, like stop and smell the roses, you know, rest up. Um, and it's, it's especially like harder like these days, you know, we're like most of us are just kind of like trapped in our houses and, but like also like that's where we work. So it's just like, right. Uh, you know, I, 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 I told my friend a while back ago, I was like, um, so like, I'm very big into, well, we'll get into it later, maybe, but I'm very big into interior design. And he was like, Oh yeah, you kind of made your apartment look like your game. And I was like, Oh, you're totally right, dude. Like I'm too lost to the sauce. <laughs> I'm too deep into it now. I can't escape. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to put a pin on that one. That's that's definitely a deal. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on that because I, I really feel like gaming in general is finding its way into everything I do mm. and it's wild and I don't understand what that is. I don't know. That's some Zen shit. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I bet. That's that's a great answer. I really like that one. But also, like, I don't know, though, like, you know, disclaimer to everybody. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, you know, <laughs> FYI. But does I am anybody not liable. really know what they're talking about, though? You know what I mean? True. We're all just like faking it till we make it, I guess. Like, not yeah. even faking it. We're just, we're doing it. We're making it. But I think the thing is, is that we're never really going to finish yeah. the things. There's so much to do in life. So, so much. just do what you can. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I want to, like, so I'm also, like, big into, like, collecting, uh, like, games and media, uh, even though, like, I'm pretty. It's like still like starting out with it. Um, and the YouTuber Scott was, he made a good point of like, hey, like, yeah, you could collect every game ever ever made, but you could also just collect like whatever you want. You know, like it's just, it doesn't right. have to be everything. This is just the stuff that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I can totally relate to that because I think that's something that I've really gotten into too is where I don't like necessarily collecting physical things, but I like just collecting data. And like files and information and like videos that I like if I can find like old shit from forever ago, I'm downloading it and I'm gonna do something with that footage. You know what I mean? Even if it's just for me to just to have it. Um, I think you should check out um this one book called Otaku Spaces. And it Ooh, talks okay. about all these uh collectors in Japan who just like have all these different things they collect, whether it be manga or video games or it could be like mecha that they built together that they built themselves or just a whole bunch of random stuff and there's so many different stories behind why people were collecting or how they got into it It, and a lot of people just kind of stumbled upon it they didn't really set out to be collectors in this thing they just start collecting them and then by the time they really looked around it's like oh i have a collection like some of these Mm. collections that people have in this book are museum worthy but they're like i don't even want to technically make it a museum because i want it all for me and that's dope Mm -hmm. that we could actually have something that's for us and just collect it however we want to collect it because that's just how we see the world yeah and and fuck anyone else who like says like tries to look down on that right like we're just doing it like for us just to make us happy 
Yeah, exactly. Like it's called uh, Otaku Spaces. Otaku Spaces. Yeah. Okay, dope. It's probably one of my favorite books that I've ever read, and it's not even like a fiction book or novel or whatever. But it's it's such a good read, and it it's a it's a good read because it just really makes you feel like people who do things like this to the extreme are you know they're regular people and they have a really deep love for something and i think to have that kind of love for something is super rare Hmm. so the fact that you're collecting all this stuff is just like you got a love for it so you know do it there's nothing wrong with that so we're gonna take one more break and when we come back it's time to speed run and that should be fun so stay tuned y'all brb side quest enthusiast speed run davion i don't know if you got any chances to listen to any of the prior episodes to get ready for this but i'm going in blind you're going in blind that's the way you got to do it blind right, so <laughs> that's pretty brave of you um so speed run for those listening who may not know a speed run is where a player runs through a level or a game as fast as they can it involves a lot of failing up getting to know the levels and the mechanics like the back of your hand and getting the method down clean to set a record pace but the key here though i'll ask our wonderful guests a series of rapid fire questions and the faster they answer the more questions will burn through they'll have two minutes and the more questions they answer, the more they clearly know themselves and the higher they'll rank on the SQB speed run leaderboard. It's all level on the leaderboard, though. It's not a competition. It's a collaboration because here in the land of Enthusia, we want everybody to win. And it's a chance for the questies out here to get to know Davion better. So do you need another explanation? I think I'm good. This is a speed run, man. You only go through things <laughs> once. Yes, that's right. Um, all right. And we are, we're rolling. First question. What is your third favorite game of all time? Uh, Dragon Quest VIII. Ooh. What is the last game you played? Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate literally like an hour ago. Nice. Uh, what was your second game console? Uh, GameCube. What is the best snack for gaming? Uh... Uh, just a drink. Fuck snacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what year did you first try out any of the RPG makers? Uh, 2010. Okay. Uh, what is a game that you've always wanted to play but haven't gotten around to? Uh, uh Nelson's gonna kill me. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. I'm actually about to play that soon. Okay. All right. The original. What is a game that you really wanted to play, got to play, and was disappointed by? Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Good game, what though. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is a game that you really didn't want to play, got to play, and was surprised that you actually liked it? <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, honestly. I was like, I bought it from friends, and now I have 360 hours in. God damn it. 
that's crazy. <laughs> um, according to your choice of default settings, do you press down to look up or down to look down? Uh, uh, down to look down. Okay. Uh, 30 seconds. No one is not an acceptable answer, but you can skip. Who is your video game crush? Bonus half points if you can name more than one, but you can only name one and then skip to the next question. Oh, fuck, man. Uh, 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 probably uh, Tifa Lockhart. Okay. Um, what game are you looking forward to the most that releases this year? Um, Deathloop. Looks dope. Okay. What was your game of the year last year? Didn't have to come out in 2020. Uh, Deponier Nocturne. Small indie game. Ooh. Uh, ooh, my beer is going off, and I'm going to give you the money ball right here. Where did you first show off She Dreams elsewhere publicly? Dreamhack. No, no. Uh, wait. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's going to kill me. Why can't I remember? It's uh, No, GDX 2018 in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. All right. Dope. You are the first person on the show to get through all 13 questions. Let's go. Congratulations. You are number one on the list. Uh, it, feel good. it feels good to be a winner sometimes. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, so Metal Gear Solid, huh? I know, I know. I'm really behind. Like, I, okay. So I technically did start it, like, the first, like, half hour, like, mm -hmm. years ago when I was a kid. Uh, and this is, like, back on, like, actual, like, like, I use, like, actual, uh, like, PS1, like, disc for it. Um, and then yeah. I lost that disc. Um, cause, yeah, it was really rough. So I don't, like, I haven't, like, gone back to it since, but I do want to start it again because, uh, a fellow game dev buddy of mine, Jalabir Nelson, dope dude, uh, he was like, I just beat Metal Gear Solid for the first time and did some, like, really dope stuff with, like, game design and, like, all this shit. And I'm like, alright, if you got the Nelson recommendation, then I guess I should probably try it. <laughs> so, shout out to him. Right on. Yeah, shout outs. Yeah, that, oof, I missed that game. I kind of forget about that game and how much I loved it. Um... But yeah, I, I hope you get through that, man, because it's it's a good one for sure. And was this your first time with the Smash Brothers game with Ultimate or like what's your relationship with Smash? Because it seems like there's a backstory there, too. Yeah, it goes back very, very far. So I I first started with Melee like when I was a kid, when it came out um, and I had no clue how to play it. But I love that game. I played it almost every day for a fat second after school. Uh, but then I kind of fell off of it for a bit. Um, mm. And after, like, moving schools, uh, I settled on... Uh, I eventually ended up in, like, Shaker Heights, uh, that, like, school district. Uh, and that's where I, like, met my like, current best friends. And, like, we play Smash, like, all the time. Um, so back in the day, we would play, like, Brawl, like, all the time, like, during our hangouts. And again, I would, like, never be good at it. I would just, like, pick Sonic and taunt all the time because it was funny. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> but, yeah, would still get my ass kicked, like, the very, like, first one who, like, to a go. Um, so like flash forward a couple years later, uh, smash four is announced, uh, and everybody in our friend group got it except for me because I had a 3ds, but it like got like some type of like electrical shortage. And so like, it just didn't turn oh, on anymore. Man. Um, so I would be like the only one like at lunch, like not playing smash, uh, which right. sucked. Um, <laughs> but smash four is so good. We like still play it on the Wii U just hanging mm -hmm. out. So finally, I know the story is like getting really long. I apologize, but no, um, no, it's this. This is important stuff right here because I'm a huge Smash fan. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so like get to get to Smash Ultimate. Um, so I got my Switch in November of 2019. 
Um, and I was like, hey, I'm probably not going to play this game because I don't really play fighting games. But, like, I'll buy it, like, just for the boys whenever they come over. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, I should at least, like, have, like, the characters unlocked, like, before they even come over. So I started that process, started, like, learning as I was, like, doing it. And uh, now I play it literally every single day, often multiple times, online. <laughs> and I'm 360 hours into it. I don't know how that happened. Uh, but, goddamn, it's a perfect game, in my opinion. It- yeah, it really is. I, there's not a lot of perfect tens out there in the world, but holy crap, Smash Ultimate is just a work of art. Really what uh, what do you think of the Pirate of Mythic review from the other day? I I'm excited because I think I I haven't really gotten into any of the Xenoblade games, and that's kind of on my list for this year. I I allow myself one 100 hour RPG a year. In a yeah, they're just so long. Year. Cause they're so long. Cause I'm just like they don't have to be this long. Come yeah. On. Like any, but yeah, like which that's that's another thing. But I do <laughs> feel like Smash needs more waifus in yeah. the, that the fact that you know Pyra and Mithra, you know that's dope. And I feel like there should just be more waifus. But also like everyone hates on sword fighters and all that other stuff. But I'm not mad at it. Let's yeah, let's like bring they look on fun to play. Swords. Exactly, exactly. And it's not like there aren't any non-sport fighters, and there are plenty of them. Yeah. And the most of the original fighters from Smash are not sport fighters, except for like yeah. Fire Emblem characters in Zelda, or, or Link, rather. Like, I don't know. I feel like people need to be grateful because this game has everything you could ever want already. And the fact that we're still getting more means that I'm just happy for everybody who's going to be happy that pirate. And so whoever else is going to be on in the future, like if people are excited about it, I'm excited about it as well, because I just want everybody to be happy and enjoy this freaking game. Cause yeah. it's amazing. Sakurai did not need to bless us like this. And yet he did. And we should he like never ask to. him for anything ever again. Absolutely not. The only thing, okay. I will say the one thing I want from, from Sakurai, I want like a legit Kirby game. I need hmm. Kirby Superstar 2. I need it. And then he Please. can retire. All bless Daddy Sakurai. He is the king. <laughs> but, you know, I think people need to be a little bit more appreciative of what this thing is. Because what he's been able to pull off with this is absolutely remarkable. So he can do no wrong in my book. Yeah. Min, Steve, I don't care. I'm not going to use them, but I'm happy they're here. Hey, Steve is fire, though. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Loki is fire. Like I'm not going to even front on that. I, I I feel like I'll probably play some Smash Brothers after this and then try <laughs> out Steve again because all these DLC, char- DLC characters I haven't given enough love yet. Byleth is my main. I'm going to be honest with on that one. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, man, Byleth is so good. Um, they're such bullshit, but they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally feel it. everybody's got their gimmicks, but I think that just makes it more fun. I think people will take Smash a little too seriously. It's weird, yeah. but all right, y'all. But no, that's dope. I'm glad you're playing it. I just want Sora. Like, come on, Sakurai. At least give me that. I know we shouldn't ask for anything, but just come on. <laughs> I, I, man, I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> I'm not even really sure that I want it as badly, but I just think the excitement would be sephiroth cloud joker level for sure mm. um sephiroth had me screaming straight up yo oh my god i was on the floor <laughs> yep <laughs> just same like, <laughs> I, I was like no they didn't they 
they they did it. Sephiroth is in freaking Smash Brothers. I was, and it was the first thing they showed at the Game Awards. I was like, I'm glad I was like on point with timing. So I'm like, don't they're not going to show anything in the beginning of the Game Awards. It's whatever. And then the first thing it was, I was like, Sephiroth. Not everyone's here. What's what's what are we talking <laughs> about? Jeff Keeley. What are you talking about? And then <laughs> Sephiroth. Are you kidding me? Ugh. One of the best nights of my life. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of DLC, let's talk about the DLC of your life. Let's do it. So the inner game publisher in your life sees that you are on fire, which you are, and they want to make a DLC for the people to play. So this DLC is a way to define a side of you that people may see as obvious about you, or could be something you don't get to share often, but it's still you. What is the name of the DLC of your life? Um, super happy, fun, dope, uh, interior design adventures. We're going full Animal Crossing, boys. That's the full <laughs> title, by the way. All right, awesome. Um, y'all heard it here. Um, that's. <laughs> I'm really curious to know more about this interior design stuff. Um, but before we jump into the DLC conversation, which will be available for our Patreon subscribers. Davion, where can people find you? Um, I am at Davion Gooden. Uh, D-A-V-I-O-N-N-E-G-O-O-D-N. Whatever, just look it up. Uh, I am on there on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok as well. Uh, and for the game itself, you can find it at Studios of Year. Um, also on Twitter and Instagram and soon on TikTok. Uh, yeah, wish us the game. Uh, Shout it out if you can, if you want to. It's a free country. You do you. I don't really care. Um, and, you know, also just drink some water. That's important, too. Yeah, stay hydrated, y'all. For, for, for real. As a matter of fact, I should probably take my own advice because I have not drank any water yet today. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I will say, though, I have this app that I track how much water I'm drinking, and I'm, like, on a 14-day streak. So I've been good, hey, but nice. I haven't started off strong today. So I need to get mm, on that. Slacking. I know, I know. I'm trying to be a better human. Um, everyone, go show Davion some love. As for us, you can follow SideQuest Enthusiasts on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at SQEcast. Episodes of the podcast are live on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube every other Friday. Catch our streams on Wednesday nights. I'm still trying to see when a good second day is to stream because life is crazy, so stay tuned for that. Might be Mondays, but peep game on our website as well, sidequestenthusiast.com or sqecast.com if you don't feel like typing all that out. Support SideQuest Enthusiasts by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash sqecast and get exclusive DLC, including a bonus segment of this episode, or make a one-time donation at ko-fi.com slash sqecast. That's ko-fi.com slash sqecast. Every dollar goes a long way to helping keep this show alive and elevate voices in the gaming space. May the goddess smile upon you. Thank you, Davion, for coming through. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Indeed. And remember, say thank you in advance for what's already yours. Pork chop on the beat, and we're out. See you next time. Come to me, Dark Warriors. Battle awaits us. Push jump on the beat.